Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. It's Matt and I's first show of the week. And we shockingly have even more Broadway September opening news. Can you believe this? Running out of houses to put things in now. Let's go. I need to get my spreadsheet. (laughs) You're new here. Um, My spreadsheet is my Bible. Um, Or at least it was when I was doing, when I was running Broadway World's database. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have a lot, a very intricate spreadsheet. Ashley has her own very intricate spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. So she's updated hers. I have not updated mine yet. So I need to get on that. Nothing gives me more anxiety than an Excel spreadsheet. So I love that for you guys. I love that journey for you. But I will just make a painting of the theaters. How about that? You're a a Gen (laughs) Z-er or something, aren't you? Are you Gen Z? No, I'm a millennial. Yeah. Are you? I'm not a Gen Z. Yeah. No, no, no. My little brother is. Okay. I, I, I learned last week that I am a geriatric millennial, which... You uh, are, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a geriatric millennial, which, <laughs> as I said on, on Twitter, I've always assumed that I... I've always felt more Gen X, but, like, calling me geriatric anything just feels right at this point, so... Unless there are benefits, go <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, unless you can get Shoney's discounts, get out of here. I mean... I'm not for it. Love the Shoney's discount. I, I don't even know if Shoney's are still open. So let's oh, talk yeah. about some Broadway. Because <laughs> um, I feel like we could talk about buffets all day long. And today was a horrible day for me. So here we go. Um, even more shows are coming to Broadway. And we couldn't be happier. Yeah, I did it. Uh, Manhattan Theater Club announced <laughs> that Tony Award winner Ruben Santiago Hudson's solo show will make its Broadway debut beginning in September. Lackawanna Blues will begin performances Tuesday, September 14th, the infamous opening date for all of the NYC Broadway theaters, and open officially on Tuesday. Tuesday, September 28, 2021, at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. Lackawanna Blues is written, performed, and directed by Ruben Santiago Hudson himself. I did not realize that. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Accompanying him will be a live music written by acclaimed composer Bill Sims Jr. and performed by Blues Hall of Fame guitarist Junior Mack. Santiago Hudson personifies more than 20 characters in this show celebrating the woman who raised him. He began performing this show in 2001. And it was subsequently adapted into an HBO film in 2005, going on to win the Humanitas Prize and earned Emmy nominations as well. I had I had not seen this show before. Matt, have you seen it? No, I haven't. But I've long been a fan of Ruben Santiago yeah. Hudson, both as an actor and as a director. So um, this is very, very cool. I feel like he did a run of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the year before, like in 2019, or maybe was going to do one during the pandemic, because we've talked about it on the show oh, before. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like this might have been something that was in the works because he was workshopping it somewhere or doing a production. But, you know, uh, he has a long history with MTC. So uh, having yeah. him back doing his own show seems uh, seems like a perfect way to uh, reopen Broadway for the uh, Manhattan Theater Club. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is one of the first solo shows that's been announced to come to Broadway right now. I mean, I literally one, everything. Yeah. It's the only one um, like they're not going to revive what the Constitution means to me. We've got it on Amazon right now. Highly recommend everybody sees it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that news. So before we get into the rest of the show, let's take a moment and talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So a few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. We used to live in private. Well, we don't anymore. Uh, The internet has changed all of that. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. I'm looking at you. You know your history. (laughs) 
it's not good. So now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Yeah, so what I do to make sure that I am safe and secure and all of my stuff is private online is I go to ExpressVPN. There are hundreds, if not thousands of data brokers out there whose only job is to buy and sell your personal information and data. One of the main data points that, that scammers look to get is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location, but with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through all of these encrypted servers around the world and my IP address is masked. So every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I am given a random IP IP address, and that means that those crazy hackers and data brokers <laughs> have no idea who I am or where I am. So if like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to learn more. for some news that literally made me spill my tea. I was <laughs> sipping a try and here I was reading the news and I thought, what? And then I realized, I well, he's, he's been there a minute. So president and chief creative officer of the Rogers and Hammerstein organization, Ted Chapin, has decided to step down at the end of his current contract this month. Chapin has run the RNH organization exactly 40 years. In 1981, the Rogers and Hammerstein families asked Chapin to run their business on their behalf, you know, for their family. And now he's leaving on positive terms. You know, he came out with a statement that he's confident that Concord will continue to steward this catalog with passion and care. And in a statement from his daughter, Annika Chapin, she is excited for the work that he has done and excited for the work that he is about to do on his own. So I remember watching videos of Ted Chapin on the American Theater Wing oh, website yeah. in school all the time. Um, and, you know, I've always looked up to him. I continue to look up to him. I don't know what this means for his future. I don't know if he's like bouncing somewhere else because it sounds like he's going on to do another thing. But like this man's been doing it. And we have, we. I mean, all of us have, so much to thank him for in oh, the theater yeah. community. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for his next chapter. Yeah, he's done it so much for not only the RNH organization, but he's yeah. also an, an, an author and a producer. He's really just absolutely fantastic. And he's been a guest here on uh, on Broadway radio multiple times. So um, mm -hmm. check out some of those things in the archives uh, over the years. It would not be Broadway radio if we didn't talk about COVID, right? Like we, <laughs> oh, we, we like, I'm so ready for the days when we don't have to anymore. It's so close. I feel like it's closer because of this headline. So in a notice from Governor Cuomo, effective Wednesday, New York State will adopt the CDC's new mask and social distancing guidance for vaccinated people. Unvaccinated people can continue to wear a mask if they, uh, you know, need to because they should because they're unvaccinated. But masks will still be required on public transit in schools and some communal settings. Private venues can require masks as well. And then he also tweeted this thing about like the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets on making the playoffs and at playoff games, at least 50% of seating was for vaccinated people. And in the unvaccinated section, masks and social distancing was required. You know, I've, I've heard this about the Mets as well. Like they're going to have a vaccinated section and an unvaccinated section that's um, mass and social distance. Theaters obviously cannot open unless they're at 100% capacity. So um, this is just going to tell us that like the more we're able to like let go of the, the need to live off of masks for, for New York state, which is kind of huge news. Um, the closer we are to more performances. And so, 
yeah, I, I don't know how this really changes our September 14th Broadway date. But uh, yeah. did you have any takeaways from from what this might mean for the rest of theater? Uh, not for theater, but I did see a quote from uh, Jimmy Dolan, who is the president mm-hmm. of the Madison Square organization or MS, whatever yeah. they're called in the, the New York Knicks. He was asked how ushers are going to be able to determine if people are actually vaccinated or not. And his answer was, I don't know. Um, he's a blithering idiot, but <laughs> you would think that somebody would be able to figure this out um, ahead of time. I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, I look, there are certain people that haven't been wearing masks from the beginning, and those are probably mm. the same people that aren't yet vaccinated. I don't think that's going to change. Um, so they're probably just going to not wear them <laughs> as it is. So I don't, I don't know. I still, I keep mine as I walk out to my car or whatever. Like I have it mm. hanging around my ear. Um, and mm-hmm. then if I get if I see somebody else, I'll put it on just, you know, out of respect and, and the and abundance of caution. But I don't who knows. It's just just where I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we all just got to, you know, roll with the punches and see where we land and uh, keep taking care of one another. So uh, Broadway's best shows will present show of titles, a musical extravaganza. I, I read this and I was like, wait, 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 what's going on? There are <laughs> a literal million of Broadway favorites uh, doing this show, literal. N- a literal, okay. a literal. <laughs> no, it's it's true. It's not a literal million, but it's very close. It uh, I rounded I rounded up. What can I say? <laughs> uh, they're doing this uh, Broadway uh, best Broadway's best shows for the Actors Fund, and I'm just going to name a few because if I tried to name them all. It's going to get kooka loco. Yeah. But Brian Stokes Mitchell is involved. Jake Gyllenhaal, David Allen Greer, Patti LuPone, Rob McClure, Pippa Sue, Patrick Wilson, who I'm sure you are going to talk about later in the miscast update. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Joshua Henry, Norm Lewis, Santina Fontana. I mean, Glenn Close, Annalie Ashford. I know you love Annalie. My my boy, B.D. Wong. You're, you're, forgetting, you're forgetting the most important and my favorite person on this list. Can you guess? Look at the list. Who do you think my favorite person on this list is? Hold on. Okay. It's, it's and I didn't say it. Um, Correct. You did not oh say God. it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. Is it Kelly O'Hara? Jesse Mueller? It, it, it is not. No, wrong. It, it is a man. <gasps> Stephen Piscuit? No, no. Two over from him. The one, the only, the great, and the good Ernie Sabella. And you're like, I don't know who Ernie Sabella is. First off, he is a good friend with Nathan Lane. He was in Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum with him. He was in Guys and Dolls with him on Broadway. He also is the voice of Pumbaa in the Lion King movie. And for folks of my uh, geriatric millennial generation, he is also the manager of the Malibu Sands Beach Club, Mr. Uh, Leon Carosi on Saved by the Bell. So that is where oh. my deep and abiding love for Ernie Sabella comes from. He also played. Is that the Leah Remini season? Yes, it's her dad. Yeah, oh, okay. he plays her dad. Yes. He See? also played Sancho. He played Sancho Panza to uh, Stokes's Don Quixote and Man of La Mancha oh. on Broadway. So uh, I love me some Ernie Sabella. So very, very, very excited. I also saw his brother in a tour of Smokey Joe's Cafe. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Oh, my gosh. You truly a dramaturg for this gentleman. Uh, the show of titles premieres on Stellar on Tuesday, June 8th. 
you'll want to catch it. Obviously, Matt will be watching. So there you go. Mm -hmm. In what seems like news specifically crafted for Ashley and Grace, but here I am talking to Matt about it, the Criterion Collection has added the company documentary by D.A. Pennebaker. This documentary is iconic for any Sondheim nut about the recording of the original cast album for Company. If you remember the documentary Now episode called Co-op, this is what they are making fun of. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty... It's it's just known in the zeitgeist for most theater fans and uh, Sondheim freaks. But if you've never seen it, the Criterion Collection also like if if you don't if you're not already on it, like you you'll love it. If you're a film buff, even if you're not artistically, it's incredible. Like their catalog is is amazing. Yeah. But them adding this specifically is crazy. Have you seen it, Matt? Yes, I of course. Um, but. <laughs> I saw something, David Levy um, from Actors' yeah. Equity and the Maximu podcast, he tweeted like, of course, leave it to Criterion to make me buy something that I've had for decades. And that's because of the special features. So you yeah. can get it on Blu-ray, but then there's like a new audio commentary from Sondheim himself. There's other audio commentaries with Sondheim and Pennebaker and Harold mm -hmm. Prince and Elaine Stritch. There's oh. new conversations with uh, or orchestrator, orchestrator Jonathan Tunick. And it actually includes the entire mm -hmm. original cast album co-op episode on the DVD uh, as well. And there's a reunion of the cast and crew um, of, of, of that documentary now episode. So like it has everything you could possibly want. You got Renee. Yeah. You've got Alex Bridey. You got yep. John Mulane. Of, I mean, Paula Pell uh, oh, as yeah. well. So good. Girls five ever. Yeah. So um, I my birthday's uh, next month. So <laughs> I will be adding this to uh, my list. I never, I never. People, my parents or my brother and sister always ask what I want for my birthday, and I never, I, nothing. I don't want anything. But like now, I've got something that I want. Oh my god, that's so pure. Well, make Matt's birthday wish come true and find the Criterion Collection cast album for company. So this this is this is truly my favorite news of the day. So I'm gonna get to it. Fifty four below announced that they are gonna be back. So starting June seventeenth, fifty four below will open and be back in business. Thank God, because I have been thirsting for their truffle mac and cheese. Beginning with Joe Iconis and Shakina Nafak shows, we look forward to going back to our favorite dungeon, especially for Robbie Rozelle's back in the basement show on June twenty fourth at nine forty five p.m. I already have two tickets. Do you really? That's amazing. I so wish that I could be there. I've saw like. <laughs> concert and then i saw his um live at 54 show and robbie's just the best yeah. like we obviously love yeah. robbie um but obviously go go back to 54 like i think they're still limiting the capacity for it's these things 80. 80, yeah. 80 c so that means tickets yeah. are already going to be tight so if you want to see a show there's some great stuff in there uh, andre de shields is doing a concert oh yeah so much good stuff so check out 54below.com also they've reworked their menu with a um the, the first Ooh. winner of top chef so oh, really? i don't know if my yeah i don't know see i'm a big food person so i'm, I'm gonna not. be a little perturbed if the truffle mac and cheese did not make it back on the menu but i'm excited to try this new one also recommend the fish again if they if they kept it um it's a grilled skate it's delicious so finally in feel good recommendations you can tune in and watch mcc theaters miscast 21 gala on their youtube page for mcc theater i already you know, uh, watched it religiously. Matt, I know mm -hmm. you watched it as well. Tell I me did. your thoughts. Tell me your favorite performances. What's going oh, on? Oh, that's so hard to pick one. Well, first <laughs> off, you meant you mentioned the fact that I love Annalie Ashford, and I do, and her performance was the most Annalie Ashford thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was unhinged. It was completely and utterly unhinged. But 
like full face paint and costume. Yeah. She she sang Mr. Mistopheles from Cats as a cat. Um, yeah. Multiple cat costumes, actually. She is an absolute chaotic delight, and I love her. Um, I loved Kelly Ma- Kelly Marie Tran doing. We gotta my- give it up for Kelly I Marie mean, Tran, like Star Wars icon. And uh, what was that most recent uh, Pixar Raya. Disney? Raya, yeah, voice of Raya, like coming in and doing, but mostly me and doing both parts <sighs> in costume with phenomenal editing. Of course, like the movie star has all the you know the the great editing and stuff. So that was fantastic. Oh, speaking of editing um, yeah. and cinema. Photography, uh, Melissa mm-hmm. Barrera and Leslie Grace from the upcoming In the Heights oh. film singing What You Own from Rent. Like, Melissa Barrera is with the drone and like uh, she's like on, on a bike lip syncing, but like singing and the, it's going with like so good. I love that. The commitment to that like bit and uh. staging was was so good. Um, Renee, we mentioned Renee earlier singing those magic changes from Greece. What's funny about that is, is like, I am not mm-hmm. a huge Greece fan because the story is kind of sus, but wait, what? You're kidding. It's, uh, it's misogynistic question yeah. mark. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, give me Greece too all the way, but I love, <laughs> like, I tend to love the songs from Greece that were cut mm-hmm. for the film and those magic that changes. One's my favorite. Yeah. I love those magic changes. Um, what else in there? Um, oh, Gavin Creel and Aaron Tveit oh, came back together. Yes. That and was they were pure. actually, actually, to spoil it, they ended up being together uh, at the end of it, which is very cool. But can we talk about mm. Gavin's hair? No. What What is he doing? <laughs> it's a blonde mullet. What is he doing, Gavin? It's a choice. It's a choice. And again, you know, all of us have been in quarantine, hopefully. Yeah. So if he had a fresh cut, I might have been upset. Well, because I don't know what you're doing. No, but yeah. you're right. It was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. It's a challenge. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a bunch of other ones. I love that arrangement of Beautiful City that Kelly O'Hara sang. We had Same. we ended the show with Beautiful City from Godspell from Kelly. Then we had Adina Menzel singing from a very, very echoey bathroom, singing Morning yeah. Glow from Pippin. And that means that combined that with a song from Jalen Josie who sang a song from yeah. Hunchback that was three Steven Schwartz songs and zero mm-hmm. zero Steven Sondheim songs so I don't know what that's all about but uh, well let me say this let me say this we just had a virtual Sondheim birthday extravaganza last year I mean 14 months we're ago. all doing a gender swapped company right now so I feel like people feel a little dried up as far as a, a, a miscast moment for Sondheim right now yeah, because it's none of it will seem revolutionary because it's like, well, we're doing it on Broadway right now. Well, I mean, so that's where I go. Meh. Rob McClure did a uh, little priest um, last year during miscast. I'm just saying, but well, I mean, McClure even can do anything. That's true. ALW had a pair of songs with Mr. Mistopheles, and he also had the aforementioned Patrick Wilson doing a little gender swapped <sighs> Phantom of the Opera singing. Think of that me man. softly. Take me to that basement. That's all I want to say. I was like, what's going on with that Japanese Phantom of the Opera poster behind yeah, you? All weird. I want to know is I want to read it. I know. So, absolutely. And him doing the cadenza was hilarious. <sighs> like, it was adorable. so good. Yeah. He needs to be back in a musical on Broadway soon. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Bright Lights, Big City. So mm-hmm. um, I, I want him back doing that, you know, what, 25 years later. 
So thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon for Broadway Radio. It's so good. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. 